It's not another Buffalo podcast with John. Rochester, New York, Rachacha, wants to share a little Bill's perspective. Go ahead, Dan, the floor is yours. It's time for some real talk, guys. For the next 10 to 15 years, you'll likely, you'll have to deal with this feeling. Brando. You're the most insufferable, entitled fan base in the NFL, and you don't want to hear that. Swallow your delusional pride and suck it up. Go Bills. And Pat. Someone just dialed in, and they want to immediately retort to Dan from Buffalo. Carrie and Beverly, what do you got to say? GFY, Dan from Rochester. <laughs> That's it. Uh, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Pat and Brando. You guys know us. <laughs> you guys know us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they've made it this far, then yeah. I would think so. But we're, we're part of the Buffalo Rumblings media extravaganza. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to keep calling that something different every single time. You get live shows, you get podcasts, you get articles. You know, even get some food for thought. So I think multimedia extravaganza is, is a pretty yes. fitting. Uh, yes. Yes. Pretty fitting title. Sports but. media paradigm. Yes. We're just happy to be a part of it. So happy to but. be here. Always. Yeah. yeah. This is the this is the earliest that we've taped an episode in the last week. Obviously, you guys uh, experienced uh, NABP after dark and. Uh, but yet somehow this time I'm actually more sleep deprived. I just want to say we're actually one minute into NABP after dark. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, in my time. After in nine. my time. After nine. Yeah. After nine, 9 is after is dark. After we dark. can say yeah. all the cuss words we want. We just choose not to. <laughs> the, the older we get and the longer the show goes, the earlier that time that threshold becomes like the over under on NABP, <laughs> NABP after dark by the time, you know, three years from now, it's going to be like seven o'clock. <laughs> it's just going to be, she's going to be tapped out. But we got we got a lot to get to today. A um, couple of things. Um, first off, the news that dropped today. We're filming this on Monday night, so uh, obviously this might be old news by Wednesday morning when this pod comes out. But Calvin Ridley um, apparently is being suspended for the entirety of next season. He illegally gambled. Uh, well, legally gambled on Falcons games in his time away from the team. Apparently, he bet about a thousand dollars on Fanduel. Fifteen hundred on FanDuel, and uh, I don't know if now it was it's getting suspended. Kings, but yeah, that's true. But. They're gonna have to fight for that sponsorship. I was looking at this a little bit, just thinking about Calvin Ridley, and you understand the whole integrity of the game is why the NFL freaks out over stuff like this. But just I don't want you all to forget this. Roger Goodell, watch the video of Ray Rice. Knocking his girlfriend out cold and suspended him two games. Or Adrian Peterson getting convicted of a felony child abuse case, getting six games. Or Greg Hardy, who also beat his girlfriend, got 10 games, but it was reduced to four games. Are you going to say Zeke Elliott? Zeke Elliott next? Yep, yep. You're reading the same (laughs) thing I'm reading. Uh, (laughs) I'm not even to the best one yet. uh, Meanwhile, Josh Gordon wants to smoke a plant that grows from the ground, and um, somehow he's the bad boy of... um, Pat, you actually... You skipped... You skipped right you to the skipped, end of the tweet. <laughs> you skipped oh, your dad's what? buddy. You skipped your, your dad's favorite team, it, Ezekiel Elliott, for hitting a woman. Six games. Um, so yeah, Brandon, you're basically, you're hopping to the same point that I was going to make on this. I have no problem um, imposing 
suspensions for players that that gamble like that's that's important you know players cannot gamble on the game that they play that's it's incredibly important to the integrity of the sport right so like we all understand that but when you really look at this track record of some of these things it's it's like you know it really is like like you just said all those numbers for things that we think are much more severe infractions than betting $1,500 on a team that, you know, if you were betting $1,500 on a game you played in, I I think maybe a year suspension is, is valid, but he was away from the team at that time. He was out of state. And it doesn't I, mean, make I would it say he's like better, a total Art Schleister or something like, you know what I mean? But no, I'd probably yeah. say like a year suspension. If you go into his bets and it's like, Matt Ryan, 14 completions over, or like Calvin Ridley, six catches and a touchdown. Like, I mean, even then you're betting on yourself. It's when you're betting against yourself. It's like, will Calvin Ridley have one or more drops today? And he votes yes. He bets yes. You know, he can control that. Yeah, this wasn't the White Sox throwing the World Series, you know? Like, if you're not, if you're not playing though, it's really, you know what I mean? Pete Rose is not in the MLB Hall of Fame because he was betting on games he was playing in. And he wasn't throwing his games either, though. Arch Leister was throwing games. Art Art was, but not Pete. Yes. But I mean, he was betting. I'm just saying, like, it it seems a little ridiculous to me. Like, if you, you yourself aren't playing in the game, I guess, yes, you do have like an inside knowledge that most betters wouldn't have, but. I mean, in terms of the integrity of the game, if you yourself can't physically go out there and change the results of a bet, like how bad is it really? Yeah. I don't know. How much did, did he even win the bet? Can we find out if he won anything? That's on the a good bet? question. I mean, if he was betting on the Falcons money line and bet for them to win, I'm guessing that he didn't win any yeah, of these bets. Yeah, because the Falcons suck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, honestly, it's like, it's more of a, to me, this whole situation is kind of like a, come on, man. Like, you know, I, I think that the punishment is is way too severe. But I mean, if you're betting fifteen hundred dollars and then now you're forfeiting your eleven million dollar salary, I mean, in games like, you weren't playing in, right, right. Like you know, it's risk reward here. What did you possibly have to gain by betting on the Falcons? What I mean, were you going to become a millionaire because you already are? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and my other <laughs> thing is that, like, I mean, if you took yourself on your own terms off of the team for mental health reasons. I would not think that anyone's mental health would be improved by betting on said team that you quit because it was too stressful. Like why? <laughs> what? You, I mean, obviously I'm not in his mind. He's not in my mind, but like that just crossed my mind. Like dog, if you're trying to like improve your mental health, the last thing I would do is be like, yeah, I'm just going to start gambling. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so Cole Beasley uh, was granted permission by the bills to seek a trade. Um, there's a lot of things that could come out of this obviously, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, but if you want to read more about that, Matt Warren has a great article on Buffalo rumblings about it. So honestly, it's probably going to, they're either going to trade him and get a piece back or they're going to get, um, or he's going to take a pay cut or something like that. But Pat, go forward with your metaphor. Cause I like where you were, you were going with this. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess. I appreciate transparency on both sides. And I think it's cool that Brandon means like, you know what, if you, if you got something out there that you'd rather um, take a shot on cold and go for it because life's too short. And at the end of the day though, I mean, I, I feel like every couple that's like, you know, let's have an open relationship. Let's see other people and then see if we want to see each other. It doesn't work. You should just say that you're broken up because at the end of the day, that person's going to find someone else and you're still attached to them. And then one of you is going to be butthurt. So at the end of the day, Cole Beasley, just go please for our hearts, for everyone's hearts. We love you, dog. But like, I can't see you with another team. Um, 
you know, if you're not, you know, I, I would just rather it just be broken off now than you'd be like, well, I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to explore my options. Dog, if you're going to explore your options, that means that you're already That's thinking it. That you're not going to be here. You like, made your decision. Yeah. yeah. And the, you know, the, the most important thing here is the honesty, right? The transparency, as you said, with Cole to say that. And the thing about life is sometimes you're like the drought bills, right? You're 17 years and putrid and, you know, I hope it doesn't go that way for humans around the world. So, but it does, I'm sure. And then you kind of level up a little bit. You run into a John Brown, you run into a Shady McCoy, you run into a uh, Kyle Williams and you run into Cole Beasley and you level up. You, you find the pieces around you that prop you up in your life. You find things that you're good at. I think becoming a human, an adult and becoming your own person, you really find things that you like and you can be successful in doing and you become this like big person of yourself, right? And Cole Beasley was that for us. Josh was able to find him in zone coverages. He was a huge play waiting to happen on third and 22. It's my favorite play of Cole Beasley. Are you talking the Rams game? Against the Rams game in the last drive of the game. Third and 22, he converts it and then we score a touchdown to win the game. Um, But that... The way that Cole played helped Josh learn how to play defense, read the defense. It helped John Brown get open. It helped Steph Diggs get open. It helped move the chains when the chains did not look like they were going to be moving. And in life, your chains are stuck sometimes, right? So sometimes you got to find a way to move those chains. And uh, then the chains get stuck again, and that's okay. Cole, you you moved them a long way, buddy. And I appreciate that. (laughs) But it's time for us level up because I have not gotten to a Super Bowl yet and your yards after catch dropped 300 yards last year. Yes. All right. Yes. So that's what I need. I need some yak. Give me are some yak. Uh, are you guys, you guys okay? We're done. Yeah. You guys, you guys doing okay? <laughs> that was the best life advice I've ever heard. Literally, Brandon, that was beautiful. That was <laughs> Yeah, they're going to be a montage of these clips where it's uh, just yeah. like, I wonder what happened to Brandon and Pat between February and March. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, uh, you know, whatever. Cole Beasley is not in Cole Beasley is in our situation where he's decent. He knows he has options. Brandon Bean is like these beautiful women that can just go around and break hearts because at the end of the day, players are still going to come to him whenever, you know? So. <laughs> I mean, today you even had a veteran notable quote unquote free agent call the bills and say, Hey, I would like to play with you. Not Brandon Bean calling them, you know, Brandon Bean's been the chase now instead of the chaser. And uh, that seems to be the position of, uh, of power in the world in general. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break here at Not Another Sad Boy podcast. And uh, <laughs> afterwards, <laughs> yes! afterwards we'll, get to, uh, we'll get some Sabres talk in. Brennan's headed, heading to the Sabres game this week. Uh, so, yeah, stick around. We'll be right back. It's time for the Weekly Sabres Update. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you recall, uh, the tank that was brought us Samson Reinhardt and Jack Eichel. And currently, Sam Reinhardt and the Florida Panthers are winning 6-0 against the Buffalo Sabres. This has been your Weekly Sabres Update. 
Speaking of uh, people leaving and going to find other uh, teams, but are are you excited for the game on Thursday? Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna wear my Eichel jersey, the one I bought approximately eight months before he was traded, uh, at full price. No, it wasn't full price. I don't buy stuff at full price. Who might? But it's the white 50th anniversary jersey. Got the 300 level seats. Most I've spent on a ticket in some time. Um, but I'm looking forward to it Thursday evening, the last week I have before coaching starts back up again. So I'm trying to, you know, be a human being and do human being things. Yeah. So, uh, just so you guys know, Brandon is, uh, Brandon is nursing a cold right now and he's not just sniffling and, and really sad. I'm so ill to the point where I tried to take a sick day today and it wasn't, I couldn't. So I'm like, okay. Nice. Children, children are germ balls. If you have one, you know this. If you work with them, you know this. If you've ever seen a snot bubble out of a nose, you know this. So I see those every day. They're gross. You don't need to see them. <laughs> I can live in my rest of my life without ever seeing a snot bubble come out of somebody's nose. Yeah. How far did you guys make it without the masks? How many days? Three days. Three days. Oh. And all 13 are sick. It's like the, like the three days since last workplace accident yep. type thing. You got to get one of those signs going. All right. Well, you got a. Do you have a drop player? Yes, I do. Pulled up, ready to go. All, All right. right. I'm, I'm, I'm I might need to pull up a roster. This. Like, I'm trying to think. So, should I be looking at 2010? The years of 2012 and 2015. Please remove your hats, lift your drink, and shut your trap as we salute this week's standout of the drought. Ladies and gentlemen. This player was never on a good team for the Sabres. Frankly, he's probably not that good of a hockey player in himself. Uh, This player played for the Buffalo Sabres from 2012, 2013 to 2013 to 2014. He played in 90 total games, registering one point and 199 penalty minutes. Um, In his early career he played for the minnesota wild the toronto maple leafs the carolina hurricanes the chicago blackhawks the new york rangers the buffalo sabers the anaheim ducks uh the arizona 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 coyotes uh after leaving the sabers in 2013 2014 this guy um ended up in the all-star game Two seasons later, in 2015-2016, uh, he was actually the winner of the NHL All-Star Game fan vote, and he was a captain for the team representing the Pacific Division in the Western Conference. He received the most votes of any player, despite only having one point in the 11 games played, spending most of the season as a healthy scratch, uh, and up to this point, scoring only five goals in his entire career. So this is one of those times where uh, the fans voted him in. Uh, so interesting stuff. So this player is famous for a few different things. He is six foot eight. Also, uh, he was undrafted, and some may say if he's on the ice, nobody's gonna hurt any player on the ice because this guy's gonna murder you. You know, this guy might not be a murderous person. I'm not a murderous person, if you ever heard that intro. Uh, but this guy, <laughs> this guy would murder you on the ice if you messed with your teammates. So 
Um, he was suspended for two games for leaving the bench on an illegal line change to start an altercation in 2014. So he hopped the bench to fight. Uh, and then he got suspended for punishment for punching an unsuspecting opponent causing an injury. Uh, he's been suspended a bunch of times. But uh, again, this player does not score goals. He had one goal with the Sabres and uh, a ton of penalty minutes. So do either of you two have a guess on this player? Okay, so the only person on the 14 to 15 roster that was 6'8 is Tyler Myers. Not that far. 2012, 2013, 2013, 2014. Oh, you said 2015. Not with the Sabres in 2015. He got traded and he was named an all-star the following season. All right. Well, I've been looking at the wrong roster this entire time. <laughs> you know, actually, I had a guess there for a second um, because the the range was the about the right time for when this player was. And the only reason I know this was... Um, I know this is not the uh, the player that you're highlighting, but I went to uh, I went to college with Cody Hodgson's sister. She was in yeah. a lot of my classes. I knew her pretty well, so well, he, she should have she should have told him to get to the rink more. Yeah, well, <laughs> and then he went to Nashville after that, which was pretty funny because that's when we were in college. That's when yes. she was getting to go to see games because um, you kind of followed him. Yeah, you guys together came down right. to Nashville. That's not him. He's not six eight. And he did have more than one goal for the Sabres, Cody Hodson. Yeah, I was going to say he was a goal scorer. I mean, not like a crazy goal scorer, but yes, more than one. It's so funny. I remember, oh, it's this guy. I never knew he was on the Sabres, honestly. I forgot that he was part of the Sabres. John Scott, right? Yes. Yes. I remember oh, that. He was, a, he was a brawler, wasn't he? He was on some of those good teams, though, wasn't he? There was a no. big Ottawa Senators fight, right, with, with not, John Scott? No, no, no. no? The, later. Yeah. Was, yeah, oh, is that uh, Peters? Uh, He's on yeah. the tank teams. He's on the bad Andrew teams. Peters? Uh, Andrew Peters, yeah. yeah. He was there. I yeah. remember um, the whole thing with the All-Star game and John Scott. That was pretty That was pretty cool. Like I, I enjoyed following that. It, was there... Can you give us some more context around that? I forget what spurred that. It was just the saber or the the fans of the NHL doing what they do. You know, the fans should not be in charge of votes like this because players are obviously compensated based on all star game appearances, Pro Bowls, you know, all that stuff. So but they just they just really wanted to choose like the most average to, NHL player. He's not like average. He's bad. average. Okay. <laughs> you got to play 42 games. A goal. He played. He scored a goal in that all-star game, right? He did. I think I'm watching it. Yeah. Um, he, you know, a half a season is 42 games and he only played in 11. So he would have been scratched 31 times where he was not even in the press box. So he's not out there to score. And uh, the NHL is not really here for that anymore, but he was a good quality guy, even though he has quite the long list of offenses in this league. So, but you know, everybody needs a guy like that. To yeah. have well, that's back. a pretty cool story. Someone like that getting to go to the all-star game. And uh, yeah, it was a good, it was a good I forget, I think there was something that spurred that on Twitter. Like I, th- I think it was something that got started there. Um, but, I'll search it. Well, but I do remember that taking off. That was, that would have been, what year was that? 2015, 2016. Really? It was that long ago. I didn't even realize that. Well, it was funny because he was demoted to the minors that year also. <laughs> so he's in the AHL and he's leading the NHL in the in the thing. So in his career, he's got five goals, six to six, 542 penalty minutes <laughs> in 285 <laughs> games. That's like three penalty minutes a game. That's a lot. That's crazy. We call that a goon, a true goon. So back in November, 
Sportsnet Jeff Merrick joked on his podcast that it would be funny to see Scott in the All-Star game in the new three-on-three format. Um, and it snowballed from there. Um, and then the league said it would provide weekly updates. Um, but <laughs> David Poley, the general manager of the National Predators who hosted the All-Star game, quoted that Scott making the team would be, with all due respect, not an appropriate situation. So Scott felt sheepish at first. Uh, he didn't think he deserved to be f- voted in, and he hoped he wouldn't. Uh, but as the day got closer, he warmed to the situation and he had T-shirts made and he gave them to his teammates. Uh, he said he was looking forward to a good and ex- unique experience uh, for him. His salary that year, this is interesting, uh, $575,000, right? So to win the all-star game, the winning team gets a million dollars. So that each player on the team gets a million dollars. No, they each get $90,000. So that's 15,000. That's 15% of his salary. Wow. And during this time, his wife was expecting twins. I remember that part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the NHL convinced him to, they tried to convince him to drop out of the game. Um, but he didn't, but then the Arizona coyotes dealt Scott to the Canadians And then they sent him to the AHL team and uh, they did that to try and keep Scott out of the game in Nashville, fueling the conspiracy theory that the deal had been orchestrated by the NHL, which then just put fuel on the fire. Um, And during this tournament, he scored twice during game one, uh, which they got into the finals and he got a standing ovation. And then in the finals, they won one, nothing. So he did score. Can you give us a, can you give us a, um, who this article is by and where it's at? Just, uh, yeah, this is a sports illustrated article by, uh, Dan Gartland from January of 2016. Nice. I just wanted to make sure we quote that because we're, we're reading quite a bit of it. it. He did a really good job. I'm par. This is a really, really, really long article and I'm paraphrasing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a cool story. Honestly, like that's, that's, that's pretty funny, but. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up there, but you guys know where to find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. Tweet us your thoughts on any of these things that we talked about today, the Calvin Ridley suspension, um, Cole Beasley getting permission to seek a trade. And also, um, we didn't get to it, but because this this happened last week, the Bills are going to have training camp at St. John Fisher. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that as training camp gets closer because that'll be pretty exciting. And Pat, you'll have to go uh, since you're up in, in Rochester. Rachacha, as uh, as that guy in the Boston radio station said. But yeah, tweet us your thoughts. Uh, let us know what you think. Tweet at us. If you're at the Sabres game on Thursday and you see the skinny dude in a white Sabres jersey, depressed, let me, you know, come say hi. We're in the Eichel jersey because we're probably going to lose. Yeah, I think you're going to have to narrow it down a little bit. That'll be all 8,000 people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, well, thanks everyone for listening. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.